0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You into another edition of Meet Me At Mutual. I'm your host, Daniel Shoptoss, C70 The Bat at C70 on Twitter. With me, as always, Alan Medlock from Red Dirt, Red Bird, and Abe Medlock1 on Twitter. Before we get started tonight, want to say congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Stephen Nichols. Um, it kind of feels like Danny Max saying somebody's at the ballpark, you know? But um, some of you made it, most of you know Mrs. Nichols as Tara Woman, who they uh, got, the, got their wedding done this morning and so we say congratulations to them they will never hear the show because they have things (laughs) better to do this weekend than to try to figure out what the cardinals are doing uh but alan and i don't so here we are um we are talking about a a team that there's so many different questions so many different things that we can talk about and we will over the next hour ish um but we want to start out alan and i didn't prep you for this so um but I should have probably. but I want to get your general thoughts on the job Mike Shield's doing. You know, today we we saw last night the ninth inning was a bit of a disaster, and there's a lot of I don't know animosity, a lot of you know, criticism, a lot of Mike Shields needs to go um type of attitude. it feels like online. Where are you standing on Mike Shields these days?
0: I. Uh, No different than I have been. I'm a big supporter of Schilt. Um, I get some of the angst last night and uh, a lot of the issues. I I mean, I I completely understand where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. Just a little background with this. Right after Sosa got on, immediately thought, okay, well, you're going to go back to back bunt right here. Then you're going to take your chances of what they do with Goldschmidt. That's it. That was my immediate thought. And, you know, what happens happens. And it's a terrible bunt. You go into the double play. And it's one of those situations to where, and in, in, to me, I thought it was just that natural to hit Goldschmidt behind in the pitcher spot where you could have hit him in the Rondon spot, which would have made sense. That didn't occur to me. I also anybody that's listening is going to argue and say, hey, "Well, you don't get paid to to manage the team," <laughs> you know, one of those situations. So, um, there have been some questionable things th- that have happened this year. Bullpen, you know, I think you run the same guys out a lot of times. I mm-hmm. don't think you get a perfect explanation for it, but it, as a man, the manager's job, I always feel, is. It looks easy from the outside because we don't know what's going on in the inside.
1: Right, right. Um,
0: now, in a situation like this, I completely understand that uh, there's going to be some issues because the new age thinking is not to the bunt there, and you would probably hear some old age thinkers that would say the same thing. But that's just the way that it is. That it's always gone. I mean, that, like I said, my knee jerk right last night was okay. We're going to get the back to back bunts here.
1: Yeah. I mean, um. Oh, go ahead.
0: Execution go ahead. was no. Execution was just terrible.
1: And I, I mean, yeah, I, I again, I'm, I'm like you. I wrote about it this morning on the, on the post. Um, I, I still am very happy that Mike Schilt is the manager here, and I do think that when things happen like this, again, it doesn't mean that they're right, and it doesn't mean that you like it. But it has always, I always feel like there's an explanation for it, or at least sure. a thought process. Yeah, I completely agree. I
0: read it. I read your piece today, and I completely agree with that. Yeah,
1: I don't think we got that necessarily over the last few years before Mike Schultz took over. No. Um, and so it was a little bit of the same type of thing. Um, there was some, some baseball thoughts. Now, again, bunning with a guy like Rendon, especially when he's only had like, what? I think that was his second attempt at a sacrifice in his career might have been not a, a not necessarily the best idea i love the sosa i mean i love the results of the sosa bunt uh that was a beautiful bunt and if people could do that more often we would we would probably do a little bit more of it but yeah it just felt to me like that was uh and i think mike you know he looked he owned it some too as well he said that's on me and you know i just you wonder i feel like you know we've heard we've heard it talked about you know, this, this room, this front office uh, analytics group and how they're supposed to feed information down and discuss and all this kind of stuff. And I, and I know I'm sure that they are, but it is interesting that, you know, we're seeing a couple of the same things. Not not as regularly, not as blatantly as Mike Matheny did it, but still some of the same things. And it's like, is there a disconnect? Is the analytics front room, not explaining well enough. Is this, you know, is there something there is the analytics group, not as good as it should be. Um, Cause that was just a, an interesting situation. Like I said, I think I would have gone with pinch hitting for Rondon, Um And then you still had Justin Williams on the bench to pinch it for, for Helsley after that. And it, it, again, it's different in that situation. You know, I always feel like Bunning is playing for a run you needed two just to tie. Yeah. Um, and you're facing a guy that had, had not gone over an inning all year long. It kind of looked like it. looked like he was tiring. So there are some you know, we can nitpick. And that's part of baseball, right? I mean, that's part of it is being able to second guess the manager and second guess uh, what's going on and, and things like that. I mean, that's what kind of these kind of things like writing and blogging and tweeting and talking to anybody. That's just, that's what it is. Um, so you're always going to have that. But um, that was, I don't, overall, again, you know, Mike Shell has to deal with the people that he's got and the players he's got. And he's done a fine job, I think, of it so far. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how this continues. It, it was interesting, I don't know, and I linked to it in the post in the morning, but I don't know if you'd read it before, the, the Fangraphs article by Ben Clemens, um, where it talked about, you know, how many times Mike Schultz has intentionally walked the bases loaded Uh, you know, and how, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But on the net, it's been like almost like zero impact on a game. You know, (laughs) we get worked up about some of this stuff and over on the long haul, you know, if if that, if that play happens in the seventh inning, yeah, we're still mad about it, but it doesn't get the scrutiny that it does because it was in the ninth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, it's, uh, I just, the over the over his head, uh, he's in over his head comments. Just it, that's tone deaf to me, considering mm-hmm. that, uh, um, uh, you know, he's made the national League championship series in the playoffs last year. Yeah. You know, I just, it, it's tough.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he knows a lot more baseball than, you know, I mean, he may have a different opinion, a different perspective on it. He may do things differently than the, the general thought process right now, but to some degree, <sighs> that's what baseball needs right i mean we talk about lack of action we talk about slow and boring games yet we also say but don't don't steal and you know you know get your good you know maximize your launch angles and and all that kind of stuff i mean it, it feels like at some degrees as fans and as consumers perhaps it's like we want both things and if you want to play smart analytical baseball it's probably not gonna be as entertaining of baseball as it was in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s it's a different game now with shifts and things of that nature um and unless you nerf the game we take away you know things and say you can't do it this way um i don't know how you reconcile those two things
0: yeah yeah that's uh it, it's tough i mean it's uh it, it is it's everything is so everything is under microscope so much now yeah and uh maybe right rightfully so and there's things that uh, the naked eye just doesn't see or the game by game doesn't see and the uh, the long play makes such a difference and uh it's tough and it's it's tough to to find middle ground in what uh and what the game is expecting, and how it's actually being played right now, and and it's tough. As somebody that's that uh, I, as far as on the field stuff, is more of a traditionalist and to to see how things go, I uh, I kind of like some of these moves, but I get it that sometimes it's not the best play, and uh, and it's tough. And I think that there's a struggle across the game to try to find that middle ground.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is. And I mean, now. You know, we talk about, you know, what the minor leagues are doing about tinkering with rules and things like that. The article that came out today with Sports Illustrated about talking about, you know, how much stuff pitchers are putting on the ball, um, which is something, you know, we talked a little bit about last week with the Giovanni Gallegos issue. Um, But, you know, how much they're talking about the difference in the spin rates that make things almost unhittable that, you know, some of the, even the players that they interviewed said, you know, if you don't, you don't have to necessarily tinker with the game, just take away some of this stuff. Um, now, you know, I agree there's a, as you get, there's a little bit of a fine line there too, right? I mean, you don't want a ball that's, you know, like they were saying, the you know, players can put their hand on the ball and pick it up through their palms because it was that sticky. Um, yeah. But you also want them to be able to grip the ball in a way that doesn't allow them to, you know, hit somebody in the head at a hundred miles an hour. Um,
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And, you know, so I don't, I don't know where that, that mix is, you know, and maybe it is get rid of stuff, but you know, maybe it's more of a f- play with the ball type of thing, you know, to, to fix the the way the ball, the seams are and things of that nature. Cause we know that they've tinkered with it a little bit for this year. I don't know because I think, yeah, we, we grew up knowing, you remember the, you know, Joe Negro with Emery board and yeah. Prairie with everything and, and all that kind of stuff. Of course, the spitball has been out, outlawed for 100 years. Um, you know, I feel like we would rather see nothing. And I, and I think that's what the game wants. But I think there's also that idea, like I said, hitters are even fine with pitchers having a little bit better grip on that ball. It's just where do you draw that line?
0: Well, and that yeah, exactly. And it's uh, you know, is there it there becomes that situation to where how much of this stuff has happened and we've just never known. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's part of, that's part of the tradition of the game and and uh, you know, situations like that. Now, I've heard some of the amendments they've made to the ball this year could be playing a part in some of that. Mm. And uh, that I mean, I'd like to hear that explained. It's just there's there come I guess this is just the the way it goes with everything and it's a, a live and learn type situation, but some of these situations I wish they would take care of before the middle of the season. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know
0: what I mean. And it's—I know it's tough because they had no results; they didn't know what was going on. And you're coming off a season where you—where I mean, there was no runway last year. I right. mean, you just don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, to see all the warnings now, and it's going to affect somebody. That's probably—I don't know how to say—it's going to—it's probably going to affect somebody. I don't want to name any cardinals because I just I'm afraid you know it all heck would break loose. But yeah. let's just say the Garrett Cole that's substantiated because he immediately has a bad start. Right that 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 had something to do with it, to where he skips, but some middling reliever gets popped for ten games. Hmm. You know it's going to be an ugly situation, and uh, that that's going to be very difficult to police. Um, I'm I think it's a slippery slope to start doing dealing with these things now.
1: You know somebody put up on Twitter not too long ago, or like a few hours ago before, a few minutes before we started the show, a clip of that ball, that game was it seventeen eighteen when Brett Cecil's of the pitch that stuck to Yachty. Yeah. Uh, I brought that up. A second. Um, you know, and again, there is as somebody, as whoever, and it, I'm not exactly sure who, who uh, retweeted it, pointed out it didn't help Brett Cecil any, um, if he was using stuff. Yeah. If, if the Cardinals, if people like, I mean, we we saw Gallegos, and maybe that's not the greatest example. But um, even if anybody else is, if Tyler Webb was using something, it surely didn't help him stay on this team. Um, I don't know. Again, I, we don't want to say anybody's clean. I think we. It hasn't Adam Wainwright even committed at the time. Something. Something this off season. He at least got mixed up in a guy that was using sunflower. You know, the rosin and sunscreen, and maybe something else. Yeah, and you know. It's, it's hard to know where that, you know, informal line is, as we said. So, but, um, but we're not, I mean, it's hard to imagine that they could be worse than they are, especially when it comes to control. Um, now maybe it's a, you know, we're talking about, you know, doctored balls have better spin rates and the Cardinals spin rate from what I can tell from what I've seen, it's not up much. I think I saw Jason Hill maybe planning to write a, a piece of BV Alberto's on that. Um, But, you know, I don't know how that factors in because it feels like some of this control issues that the Cardinals have is the ball moves more than they think. Now, some of it is they just don't touch strikes. But some of it is maybe it's moving more than they can control. Um, And again, I'm not saying that they're using anything. I don't, I mean, as far as, you know, Schilt said he thought his team was clean. And I, you know, I don't, I imagine they're not using anything that nobody, anybody else is. And I don't think they're going to extremes or anything. Um, But if they are you know, again, it's not helping, so why would they keep doing it?
0: Yeah. That, and it's funny, I just about brought the uh, Cecil situation up, too. Because you're just like, boy, that's weird. You know, the, yeah. uh, the, the you know, sticking on the, uh, on the chest protector. And you're like, well, I mean, no one's going to look because he wasn't effective regardless. Right. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's one of those situations where you do wonder if uh, if... The, <sighs> If that's a major effect of the Cardinal bullpen right now, mm-hmm. you know that's uh, some of their elite relievers. You can book a walk, almost everyone. Oh yeah, but you can also book, a, you know, that a situation where they're going to make somebody look silly. So I don't know where the uh, where the middle ground is on this, and it's uh, I just I worry that you open Pandora's box by looking into it too deep.
1: It, it's a possibility, but I also think that if it's this bad, I mean, because look, we're talking about. <laughs> Baseball being hitting at like a two thirty clip or two so I mean it's it's like historically bad levels of, yeah. of offense. If you can fix that by I mean, and you're not gonna fix it entirely because people are just you know, what they are, but if you could fix it by cracking down on some of this, kinda like we had with the steroid era and they cracked down on that and things kinda you know, nobody hits close to seventy home runs anymore. You know, now it's having trouble hitting seven home runs. Um you know, maybe maybe it's for the good. Again, and maybe it's the Cardinals aren't using anything, and that's why they're so wild. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, it's, you know, they look <laughs> terrible compared to everybody else It is Who knows? I don't know.
0: Yeah, care. it's it's tough.
1: It, it really is. Um Before we get into the pitching, though, because I think there's a lot of that, I want to go back to a little bit of what we're talking about. I want to use last night to jump into a different discussion. You know, we're talking about the ninth inning, and they're trying to score uh runs against the Reds bullpen. But the Reds have been bad, yeah, pitching wise, for long periods. I mean, it's extended period of time. They're 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 bad at, at pitching, and the Cardinals get two runs in the first inning, and that's it. You know, there's a time period where they go ten run, ten batters and get nobody. gets on. Um, they shouldn't have been fighting for runs in the ninth inning. They should have been had Alex Reyes or somebody else out there locking down a win. If the offense could do what it sh- should do. Um, you know, where do, where do we want to go with that? Because it feels like, you know, there's not a lot more they can do and let, except hope people get hot. Uh,
0: yeah, Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, I think that adds to the intrigue of, uh, the young coming back a little bit. I know that will get a, a ton of eye rolls, but, uh, you, you feel a little more wholesome, you know, I mean, our hole. I guess you could say, yeah, yeah, in that situation. But I don't know. I mean, it feels like they they go as Goldschmidt and Arenado go, sure. And I don't think we've seen a situation this year where both of them are get, had really really hot streaks. Um, that'll be interesting to see as the as the uh, as the sun comes out and it heats up a little bit. I know this is a little bit later than normal. <laughs> That's what kind of concerns me on those things. Uh, we'll see how we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, I mean, that's where I was frustrated, to just like, man, they just can't, they can't do anything, and that fourth outfield spot is a little tricky right now to manipulate and to see how they're going to score runs. Um, that's, there's going to be ebbs and flows of the season, and knowing that we were going to record tonight, I I uh, went back and kind of looked at the, uh, the past, you know, the past month, and you know, for as bad as they played for two different stretches in the month, stretches in the month, they were still two games over 500 for May. Mm-hmm. And you're going to run into a stretch soon to where you have four straight winnable series. Yeah. And you know that's probably when you start to panic if you can't pull those off. Um, but yeah, it, it's funny. You would like to see someone really just you know, really carry the team for a little while, maybe one of your stars and then everything else will just kind of fall into place. Is kind of what I'm hoping to see. Um, I, you know what? It, it's funny. I know that we talk about this all the time, past two shows talking before we even start hit record today. I just feel like you've got to find certainty in one of those outfield spots. Hmm. And that could even be in that fourth outfield spot. I don't know, but man, a lot of times that your outfield can just look fruitless when it was when it, before O'Neill came back. You know, so the, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have an answer for that. I feel like that may be an out of the organization fix as well, but you know, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see.
1: Well, and it's, it's going to be interesting. I think to some degree, you said, like you said, Paul DeYoung going out on a rehab assignment this weekend, uh, with Memphis, he'll be back in St. Louis on Monday to be reevaluated. It's possible he could go back to Memphis, play a couple of games and then be ready for the cup series. I think it's just as likely that he will – they'll activate him Tuesday for the Indian series, the short two-game series. But, you know, what does that mean for the offense? You know, young not only was he, you know, obviously struggling a little bit before he left went down, has been sitting around. And if he only gets a couple of games of rehab assignment, you know, how, how much can he give versus what Sosa's giving – and then, do you see, kind of like we're seeing tonight, although with different people, do you see more of Tommy Edmund out there and and Sosa or Carpenter playing second base? Um, because Carpenter's hitting a little bit more in a in a small, very very small sample, um, <laughs> but better yeah. better than he has for a while. Um, you know, do you see that? And you sacrifice a little bit of Tommy Edmond's, you know, obviously good defense at second and let him play outfield because it's overall a better, better package.
0: Yeah. I, I worry that that's going to be the path of least resistance mm-hmm. that uh, we start seeing that so much more and to get, I think Sosa's played himself into the, into the uh, equation quite a bit. And I don't think they're ever gonna, going to to uh miss a chance to get Carpenter more at bats. So I think that's probably the, the direction they go, at least in the near term. And, um, that's a little bit frustrating. I mean, it was a great play all around. Don't get me wrong last night. Yeah. But that throw from Edmund, where he was and how he caught it, is an incredible play. Absolutely. And it's one of those, I am just like, I would love to see a full run of him at second and possibly shortstop if he were to move a little bit just to see what he can do instead of moving him to the outfield. But the fact that he is – that flexible means a lot to them. And uh, I think that we'll probably see that configuration of him in the outfield a lot more just to get those other guys, you know, at bats.
1: Yeah. Cause you're right. Justin Williams and Lane Thomas have not shown enough to play regularly, even though they kind of do like the organization. And you talked about, it, I think last week about how the organization, is handling Lane Thomas. It really makes no sense to see him sitting on the bench, and Jose Rendon playing in the outfield for a guy that's you know never really played out there. I mean, granted, Tommy Edman never played out there until they put him out there too. But even then, we were saying, why is Tommy Edman playing in the outfield instead of Randy Rosereda, which was a, obviously a different issue, but same same thinking, different players. Um, uh, you know, we've seen Thomas really not do much of anything. Yeah. Um, it, I guess one of those guys gets sent down when the young comes back. Um, I mean, both of them have options. And honestly, both of them could probably use the time in Memphis. Cause I haven't seen just a whole lot out of Justin Williams. That makes me think that he's even a really great fourth outfield option. Um, but you're right. I, I, Given the other needs that we're going to get into in a little bit, it feels like they're just going to try to get by over there.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, we have, we've probably made this argument ad nauseum at this point, but they aren't doing Thomas any favors. Mm-hmm. I feel like he looks so overmatched right now. And that's not how he looked in 18.
1: Yeah.
0: And it that's that. That's a little bit of a, the disturbing trend to me. Um, I feel like he deserves a trip to Memphis and to play every day. To start figuring it out. I mean, I think that would that would benefit them, and I think that were they a little gun shy to make a move right now, at least you would know. You know what I mean? I after you see what Garcia is doing and you see what Rosa Rain is doing, and, and one of those things, I think they're a little gun shy to move to move anybody right away. But I just don't understand how they feel like uh, there's a huge benefit to how they've handled Thomas. Yeah, I because mean, I, I I feel like the bats have been terrible.
1: Yeah, they have. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it makes um, you're right. It makes no sense. And yeah,
0: Williams walking into some home runs. I think will probably save his bacon.
1: Yeah, you know, here for a little while. Probably. So.
0: And uh, you know, and there will be a reckoning on that at some point. I would. I would assume. You know, because I, I, I don't feel like they believe he's an everyday player. But, yeah, I think they like the power option, and they love the left-handed bat. We've heard that for three years. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I I don't know. I would like to hear a defensible reason with Thomas.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think that – I don't think the extra bat makes that much difference to them. I mean, I guess they don't really want to be caught without somebody there. Um, But, you know – he doesn't get used, but more than a a pinch hitter here and there. Um, And when he does play, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, you could argue, I don't know if it's true, but it could argue He tries to do way too much. I mean, we've seen some really bad throws out of him and some questionable defensive plays. And you, you wonder if that is, well, I need to, I need to throw this runner out at home. So I might be able to get to play again. Um, you know, that said, since the since the beginning of the White Sox series, um, he's won for twenty one. I mean, yeah, three walks, eleven strikeouts, and that's twenty four plate appearances. You know, you gotta, gotta figure out a way to do something, I think, or like you said, send him down because that that seems to be a much better option for him than to sit on the bench and you know, strike out one tonight.
0: Yeah, I just—that's the thing—is I the handling of, of his situation has been awful from the beginning, and I understand that the uh, you know before the minor league season started, some of the defensive right, lapses right. earned you a trip down. But not like two games. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just I don't, I didn't, I I just don't trust any of those explanations about why they had to bring him back so quick. I just don't think it was a favor to him. Mm-mm.
1: No, and it's not. I mean, let me pull up Memphis real quick. I don't think it's that he would be taking time. Over no. somebody in Memphis.
0: And if I know this is kind of a backwards way to think, but I know they've had injury issues in yeah. Springfield and Memphis yeah. in the outfield.
1: Because you've got Newt Barr uh, out. Um, you have Dean and um, Hurst who've been up or out yeah. down there. Um, yeah. I mean, it, but I don't know who they would, I mean, and like I said, that may be where, you know, getting De Young back and having another bat then on the bench pushes him to, Pushes him to Memphis. Um, because I don't know who they would bring up. I know Connor Capel's doing okay in Memphis. He had a really great night, what last night, where he hit two triples, a homer, and a double. Um, but I don't know that he's necessarily their option, really good option to come up. There's nobody, like, and that's the thing. Even John Mosellock said that. And when we get into the pitching, it's the same thing, type of thing. There's nobody knocking on the door. There's no. no Dylan Carlson that we're all saying, why isn't he up in this situation? There's a guy that might do better than Thomas, might not do better than Thomas. You know, I mean, that kind of thing. It's just like, we could do this rotation, we could do the roster turn, but I don't know that it's going to get us any more, a different result. Um, You know, it's really going to have to be, like you said, Goldschmidt and Aranato get going. Um, You know, Carlson's doing well. You know, you've got Paul O'Neill, Paul O'Neill. Tyler O'Neal showing my age there Um, (laughs) and Tyler O'Neal going well now. And I'm almost, you know, kind of afraid that he's going to cool off about the time that that Goldschmidt and Arenado get going. And you're still got to like, if we could just get three guys, you know, two or three guys going at one time, maybe you could do something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. I completely agree. It it does feel like some of these hot streaks, if they could get two going at once Mm -hmm. that, uh, that you could really get something going, you know, it's, it's one of those things to where O'Neal can, can hardly do no wrong right now. And just like we had talked about, I can't remember, it was maybe when we had Rob Brains on, we said, if he ever gets going, he's going to be an exciting player. You know, because of the plays in the outfield, the base running, and then the power, yeah. he's going to be, that; it's going to be huge. And you're going to ride this out as long as you can. And you just kind of wish that one of the big two would get going at the same time. I, I feel like Arenado and Goldie are both close. um, And that... I don't know. I just feel like every one of the home runs that one of them hit, you think that it's going to get somebody going. You know what I mean? One of the summers that we have heard about when they play for another organization and some of the stuff that we've seen out of Goldschmidt, Um, that you think that if you can put two of of these players together hot at the same time, you're going to win a lot of these series, and it's going to put you right in the mix. But then you have a game like last night where you thought – you almost thought last night was a shoe-in to win because they're finally back from the West Coast. You come back, you're playing someone that's not the Dodgers, yep. and you feel like you're going to play well. Well, you have your first inning, you feel pretty good about it, and then, you know, everything goes completely cold.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, I will say, it, it's not, I know they weren't using it as, and I don't think it is much of one, but I don't remember a time where they have come back from the West Coast and played the next day, um, especially not, a night game that is a rough one, you know. That yeah. I mean, and not like I said, that's not doesn't really explain because it's not like they were. Oh well, they didn't hit last night; they've hit forever, no, they haven't hit forever anytime. But it always feels like you had that day off when you came back from LA or or anything like that, you know, just because of the time change, or you played a you know a one o'clock start um, to play a, a night game. Like I said, I think they got back into town at like five o'clock this morning, double yeah. time. I mean, that was, that's a little bit weird for the fact that they've got two off days next week, you know? That's they, exactly what I thought. No, I mean, I don't know the red schedule, but you would have thought you could play this, been a wraparound series, played it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, um, and had that day off yesterday and you know, you would have thought that would work better, but I don't make the schedules. And I know there's, well, yeah. And I don't
0: envy anyone that does, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know how hard it is for eight teams, like, you know, so much you, less that you do a little bit of that. And, uh, yeah. The, uh, and it's one of those, but I, I kind of thought the whole Dodger series timing was weird. Mm-hmm. And I, a little, I felt like you got a little bit of that in Arizona as well. You know, just the one day game. You didn't, you didn't sandwich it in with a day game Saturday or, yeah. you know, anything like that. And then you had, the uh, the, uh, the eight, ten, nine, ten, eight, ten—was it not?
1: Yeah, isn't that how they
0: went? And well, that's those are
1: forty. The first two like forties, yeah, uh, there was one that was late. Game, I mean, and, and it's it, yeah, the middle game was late instead of
0: yeah. And it's one of those to where you're just like you love winning a game out of there because you're such a disadvantage in the time change. And I know that everybody's going to say, well, you were in Arizona before that, but I mean, you're you are uh, running on fumes at that point, and you don't get the day game and get the you know, get out of there early on Wednesday. I'd, I know that's, I thought that was a scheduling. I thought it was terrible, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, it's not, not what I would have done, especially like yeah, at the end of a, of a long road trip. But, you, you know, again, there's other factors that go into these kind of things. And you yeah. deal with it. But, um, so, but yeah, I mean, this is a series. I mean, you have to win three out of four against the Reds, right? That yeah. It kind of feels like it. And so now you have to sweep this. It's like sweeping yeah. the weekend, which they have done before. But, um, you know, and then you've got two with the Indians, two three with the Cubs, and then you're right, you get into that Marlins, Braves, Tigers, Pirates, which, I mean, all those teams are, uh, and then you get Arizona again, all those teams under 500, and then Rockies after that. You've got a chance for these bats to get going because not all those are, you know, some of those guys are going to have rough pitching staffs and things of that nature. But, you know, if you split this weekend and maybe split with the Indians and lose the series against the Cubs, then you start gutting you kind of get into that little bit of a panic mode. And given the way this pitching staff is, it was probably time to, to talk about that elephant in the room. Um, You know, there's no guarantees that you're going to win these series against weaker teams. Um Of course, Flaherty goes on the DL this week uh with an oblique injury. That's going to keep him out till probably August, at least um, he, he and miles Michaelis are going to kind of have this race to come back. And it's, you know, it's going to be like a, turtle and a tortoise racing um you know the cardinals already having trouble with with michael out um you know having to use Oviedo more than they wanted to now Oviedo's part of the rotation and you know what it's just like thomas we've said let him go down to memphis let him yeah. stay there and i i don't think he even bothers to pack nowadays because he, they send him down and he's back up you know within two days you know it's what's what's the point and now, I mean, he's in the rotation until further notice, right? Unless they're able to make some sort of move. Uh,
0: yeah, that's. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I would love to hear the. Uh, I would love to hear the true. Um, opinion right now, the Oviedo deal of its. That's you know, just like you were talking about. No one's no one's banging on the door to get here. Right, and it's one of those to where it seems like Oviedo's starts have gotten progressively worse. I think he's the next man up and has been for the beginning. I think they kind of hit him in spring for that purpose. But, uh, but yeah, it's weird because I would, you'd love to hear their honest opinion of what they would really like to do and how quick they are looking to bring somebody else on. And it's also one of those situations where I wouldn't even, they could probably go six man in the beginning. I think they would kind of get his, get get a little more experience with Oviedo, but I think he would benefit by going and pitching it without as much pressure in Memphis here as soon as possible. So we'll see how that goes. As he has he officially been announced for Saturday? Um,
1: I don't know. Let me let me check and see though. I don't believe so. He may not have, but I mean We know. Who's yeah gonna, who's gonna else gonna pitch.
0: Exactly.
1: I mean, I get that. Like well, And
0: I didn't know if that was a situation with injury call up. I don't think, I think they can name him already. I mean, I think he's, he's officially back. Correct.
1: Yeah. I, I, okay. He came back. He was recalled. So he's on the team. What okay. I heard, what Derek Gould put out, like the night of um,
0: the Martinez. Yeah. The Martinez yeah.
1: start was that they didn't announce it. So that in case he needed to be a long relief guy, then they figured, figured it out from the there. they yeah. figured out from there. But I mean, I mean, by now, <laughs> you know, I can't imagine, I mean, what's the situation tonight that they use Ovieto? I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, it's it's really hard to imagine. Although, I say that, Um, you know, being that they used, what did they use last night? Um,
0: They did use ponds last night. They
1: used ponds last night. Um, They used... um, let me pull the box score up. I was thinking about the Reds. Reds only used two guys last night, but they used them for two innings each. I used Ponce and Helsley. That's all they used. So pretty much everybody's out there. I mean, even Ponce could pitch another inning probably. I haven't looked at his game log to see, but he only pitched one last night. It's questionable how much you want him to pitch before we get into that. Um, you know, you've got all your good guys, but, you know, you probably don't want to use them if it's a blowout, but then you may not have a choice. Um, it would take... Let's see Kim's pitching tonight, right? I mean, he if he if he'd have to get out before the end of the third, I think before the, for them to use Ovieto, right?
0: Oh yeah, but the, I yeah, it'd probably have to be a Martinez type start.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I would, for that to happen, I would,
1: no, I think that that's a possibility that um, if they had one. I'm sorry that Chihuahua found somebody outside to bark at. Yeah, um,
0: it's part of the problem. Late mail, yeah. late mail delivery.
1: Yeah, that's the problem with the. Uh, early afternoon uh, or yep. early evening recording time, they can actually see outside instead of it being dark. Yep. But anyway, um, but yeah, I don't, I, oh yeah, he's going to pitch tomorrow. But if, you know, it's very difficult to see, you're right. I mean, in this situation, if that happened, if they couldn't use ov tomorrow, but you have the idea back on Monday um, that maybe they bring, Carlos back somewhere along in the way in this spot to, to at least get a couple of innings since he threw about, what, 40, 45 pitches?
0: Yeah, 38 or something like that, yeah. I think. No. Um,
1: so, in theory, you could see Carlos <clears throat> go tonight if there was a problem and pitch a couple of innings as a kind of a off-day thing. I, although, you know, does that mess with the rest of the schedule? Because they just can't keep bringing up starters. I mean, they have yeah. to kind of deal with it.
0: Yeah, the more I thought about that, I was like, I think they want to give him as long a rest as they can at this point after that happened and the way that it ended and him coming off the mound. I thought about that. I was like, well, they yank him quick. Can you come out and get a few innings out of him on Sunday as a side, or a Saturday on a side session type deal? But I just – I don't think that's on the table. <laughs> I think they're just like, hey, you simmer down.
1: Well, and, and I mean the Cardinals are not an organization that tends to – be creative like that either. You know, they're not ones to say, oh, you've got to throw a couple innings on the side today. Let's get you into the game. You know, that kind of stuff. It doesn't really happen very often for them to do something unique um like that. Um so yeah, I in, in any right, I mean you know, if he goes out there and he can only throw thirty or forty pitches, is that really, you know, worth messing with, you know, because you're gonna have to do this type of stuff too. So again, that's one of those things that Long extra innings, or or somebody you know, Kim can't get out of the first. Then yeah, maybe. But I, other than that, probably, and even then, probably not. So, but we you know, Obieta needs to be at Memphis. He's not gonna be. Um, we were talking before the show, trying to figure out you know, because John Moselock has come out this week and basically said we got to get somebody and we got to get them now. It's not it, it, which is different, right? You were saying it. It's not what you expect out of John Moselock, really. You you know, they kind of. You like he kind of always tries to underplay things, but he's you know been pretty honest that there's they don't want to rush Libator or Thompson, and both of those guys have their own issues at third base or at third base at triple A. They probably have their own problems at third base too, but uh, if, we're, if they're playing third, we got problems. Um, so they're going to keep them down, you know. Maybe you get a Rondone because he's on the 40 man, um, but it really sounds like they don't want to you know, Rushney, those guys, they don't want to go get a free agent because it's going to take them too long to get ready. I mean, by the time they're ready, you're getting to the all-star break and you're not too far away, maybe from Michael or, or Flaherty coming in. So you mentioned a guy, you know, obviously we all talk about Mike Scherzer. You talked about maybe a, a guy like a John Lester instead um, that, and that sounded, I mean, not necessarily Lester himself, but that kind of picture makes some sense to me.
0: Sure. I mean that that's was my immediate thought. I was like, well, you go get a veteran that's pitching somewhere now on a uh, you know, the t- on a team that's probably not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um and that's tough to say, you know, the 1st of June. I don't know how many are going to admit to that, you know, but uh, I kind of thought that would be in the mix. Another thing I thought maybe one of those swingman type. I know you, we have Woodford and we have Ponce already, but I I wondered if they wouldn't go out of the organization to get somebody that would could eat up some starters innings now and naturally progress into a bullpen type situation. Um, I know a lot of people want that with Gant, but that's just not an option right now. Gant's probably done it enough for himself to where he's – He's safe for now. Right. But you're right. I'm mean, the reason I looked at that as I was like, that's also only a year. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking if they're making that call, they're making the big call, you know, to, to Washington. So I don't know, but I, I'm not really sure. I know that some list of names, you know, have come out. I haven't really come through them a lot. Um, I noticed that Kyle Gibson just came off the, uh, um, the disable are the the IL for the Rangers. That will be an interesting name to watch. But I kind of do wonder if they're not going to try to add another left hander to the to the mix. Um, why I feel that way, I'm not completely certain. I, I think that they may they have a little more flexibility than we think they do. But if they, this is the most forward I've ever heard them being about being out going outside of the organization Ooh. and looking. So they may get whoever they can get.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like they're not going to worry too. I mean, yeah, maybe ideally, but yeah, you know, that's not going to be a big issue. I saw some mention of Jose Barrios from That would Minnesota. be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> be,
0: that would be awesome, I mean, by the way. Yeah,
1: and that's... that's yeah. I mean, you're yeah, right. That'd be, that'd be great. But one, I got to feel like that's got to be a cost. And, he, and I think he's still arbitration. I mean, he'd you'd still have control for next year, too. I mean, that's going to... Even though he may not be you know, as great as he was, he's still above average. I had the twins it, it depends on, I guess, if the twins think this is a one year off or if they're going to be down for a couple of years.
0: Yeah, and you do wonder in a situation like that, and I'm not sure what Minnesota has in their pipeline, but you would have to think that, you know, a Kisner probably goes in a situation like probably. that. And I don't know if you could afford that to happen. You know where does it stop? You know, the, yeah. I think that you'd have to give away one of your catchers, but um, I don't know. I mean, whenever I saw that, though, I was pretty excited. I was like, they have completely uh, been bad, and being in Minnesota, that is. Yeah, and yeah, you do kind of wonder if they're going to start uh, um, cleaning the house a little bit, but you know, I'm not real sure. I mean, that's I saw a. Uh, you know, Mark DeRosa proposed a uh, a Donaldson trade to the Brewers, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, well, if they're going to keep, if they're going to be brought up, you know, that heavily, um, <laughs> you know, everybody can see the same thing that uh, there could be some guys out there and available, but that name was one that that kind of jumped off the charts to me. Yeah,
1: Donaldson doesn't make a lot of sense. He's got he's under contract till 23, and it's a 24 year option. I mean, yeah, unless unless I, I don't, I mean, the Twins were really good last year. Yeah, I don't know that they're now. That's this. This is one. And I was looking at Barrows. Maybe they've also got Michael Pineda. Pineda yeah, um, who is a free agent at the end of this year. He's ten million dollars. Um, I assume it's it's two year twenty million dollar deal. So I'm assuming it was ten million dollars um, this year as well. Um, you know, but of course that's prorated and stuff like that. He's got a three forty ERA. He's pitched nine times. Um, you know he's got 12 walks and 47 innings. That's, I mean, that's huge for the Cardinals right now. I mean, that feels like somebody that I could target and the twins would probably not cost a whole lot because as you and I were saying, this feels like, a, this is going to have to be like a multi-level plan here. And one yeah. is to stop the bleeding now. And then you can focus on the Scherzer later on if you want to. Um, Cause, but you got to get somebody that doesn't cost a lot right now just to make sure you don't get so far out of the race. You don't have to worry about Scherzer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, you got to stop the bleeding a little bit and it's uh, you're going to have be there's going to be an innings crunch. I mean, they were in one, I mean, with Flaherty, right. how they were going to handle that. So you're going to have to do something. They're going to have to go get somebody. It's uh, you know, I think that any name that's out there is going to be brought up, but I think it's probably going to be one of those lower, you know, number five type swing man. Yeah. That that will probably happen in the beginning, especially if they're going to have to move this quick. But uh, but yeah, I mean it, it's one of those where you feel like they're going to have to shore up some innings now and then go for the big fish later if you if you're you're still in it. Which I, I honestly, if you would have asked me this time last week, I would have been like, hey, get back, go five and five on a road trip, and you're going to be good. You got it. that's how I feel. I feel like if you can play 500 on the road, you're going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I do worry about that. I mean, especially when I saw Flaherty go down. And, and I don't put a lot of weight on just a, on one guy in any injury in those situations because I always feel like you could fill a spot or keep your head above water. But it's one of those, they're taking a lot of hits right now. And yeah. that's that's the one that, that kind of worries me, especially considering how well the Cubs have played. You know, I've watched them several times over the past week and a half since St. Louis, and they're playing pretty well. And uh, the lineup is much more fluid than I thought. And that it's that's a little worrisome.
1: Yeah, that um, yeah, I really kind of start, and we've talked about it. I think the last couple weeks, but I really got into the feel of you missed your opportunity with the Cubs to put something. They've kind of caught some fire, and not that they don't have their own issues and own problems and things of that nature. And I don't think that they're necessarily going to run away with the division or anything, but you would have liked to see them going into the latter part of June with the idea of maybe we want to sell versus yeah. trying to add on.
0: Yeah. Um, the un- you want to see that uncertainty yeah. and, and, and you're right. I mean, that's a great point. And I, I worry that we haven't seen the best of Milwaukee yet.
1: Yeah. Very good you know, that's,
0: that's a concern I have.
1: Yeah. I mean, Cardinals lose tonight. They could easily slide behind Milwaukee for third place. Um, so, and I think that's all on John Moselock's mind as well. I mean, like you said, uh, to see him come out and say this kind of stuff. um, One, it just testifies to how that that depth has been so tapped. And, you know, we knew even going into this year, I think, that the pitching depth wasn't what it could have been, in part because of all the trades, right? Austin Gomber's gone, you know, Alcantara, um, Gallon, other people like that that have don't get me wrong, those are good trades that the Cardinals have made, but they have really tapped into that pitching depth, and they may have some coming up, but it's going to be a while. They don't have those knocking on the door, and, and they're paying for it now. I don't think they expected to have... They should have probably expected some sort of relapse on Michaelis, but I don't think they necessarily expected, one, him to be gone so long, and two, then to have somebody else go down, and especially yeah. Clarity to go down at that time. Yeah. Um, so, the other—I mean—the other option is to find some guy that's at AAA that's that has some major league experience for somebody, and and see if they can make a, a little you know kind of cheap trade there. But I don't know who those kind of guys are if they're that sure. out there.
0: Yeah, that's it's it's interesting. I uh, it just kind of did a you know just a brief before you know early maybe it was even earlier this week when we were talking about mm-hmm. it. Um, That you kind of look at, you know, your, your Trevor Cahill types and stuff like that. Now he's injured, but, but someone of that ilk, you just, you kind of wonder if it's out there and, and call me lazy, but I haven't looked, you know, that much (laughs) to see, but you know, it would seem like there would be innings to be had. And it's, it's one of those to where you're thinking you could be creative and make a trade with Tampa Bay you know, with one of those, but you would probably lose the trade and whoever you, you right. send goes to the All-Star game.
1: Well, <laughs> Yeah, you know I mean, it could yeah, be
0: a right. high A guy or something, but it's just, it's <laughs> one of those things that kind of concern you. But no, there's some excitement. I mean, it's one of those to where just you could read the tea leaves that, that I kind of thought that there may have been a move even before they played last night. Mm-hmm. Not anything big, you probably underwhelming, but at least they would have brought in somebody. And you have to think that before Chicago, that something like that may happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got a couple of off days next week. You've got, you know, some time. In, Which always seems to be big for them. Yeah, it always helps. Yeah. So um, then there's the bullpen. Um, and, you know, we kind of talked up Brian Helsley last week, and it's not been a great week for Brian Helsley. Um, Daniel <laughs> yeah. Ponce de Leon yeah. has occasionally looked like a guy that maybe could step into that. Then not so much. Yeah. Um, you know, even Henesis Cabrera is still kind of iffy to me, depending on the day. And especially as we did some re looking at it this week, um, you know, he's not real great with runners on. Um, you know, really right now, it's Giovanni Gallegos and Alex Reyes. And Alex Reyes worries you to death. We just kind of figure he's probably going to get out of it, um, although he almost didn't in Los Angeles. Um, but those two guys are about the only ones you actually expect to have a good result when they come through. And the rest of them are like, I don't know, Tyler Webb is gone, Andrew Miller's in, but I don't think that changes your opinion of the bullpen that much. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean it's it's one of those situations to where one, you wanted the best for Webb and sometimes you think that just yeah. to be out of the big leagues for a little while would probably help because it couldn't get anybody out. And then, you know, you just wonder how bad that bad that blister was that Miller hasn't been back. And hopefully yeah. that reset would work, you know, for a for a veteran. That the Miller deal was was very weird to me. Because you get he is a big wig with the union. Right. Right. So that couldn't have been you know that the hip flexor strain type. You know well, what I mean. What that was, that doesn't you, necessarily yeah. exist, but uh, you know it. So I kind of wonder what actually was the situation. You know what I mean? Because he was gone a long time, so you kind of wonder if maybe that there's a little hint of optimism in that. Um, and it also turns into one of those situations to where you know when Miller was right and not necessarily twenty. You know, mid. You know, Cleveland. Andrew Miller, it did seem the things were a little more fluid out there. So maybe that's something we could look forward to, but, but I don't know. There's not a, a lot of optimism on the pitching side right now, which is, which is it gut wrenching to me because I figured it would carry him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. I mean, you know, we could have, we expect the offense to be better with, with Arnauto added it, but you know, if it was like, okay, there's a little bit better offense, but the pitching's fine. We're going to be okay. And, um, you know, it's just not been that way, and that bullpen, especially. um, I don't know. I mean, and I, you know, hopefully they can find some groove. But you know, that idea of John Gant moving into that is is pretty much dead because it take you know what yeah. two moves, and you know that's just not going to happen. So you just kind of hope that, that Gant continues to pitch out of the jams that he creates. Although I will say what the one against was it, Arizona that he pitched against, I guess. Yeah. Um, pitched really well. I mean, what six innings and, and didn't allow a whole lot of base runners. So you know, if you get a, and you get some of those games, um, you also get some of those games where you you know, it takes a lot of, uh, defensive help to share people off. So hopefully the regression doesn't come to hit, hit him too hard. Yeah. Um, because, there are pitchers that defy that regression for a year now, you know, next year might be ugly, but you know, if you kind of expect him to be that again, but um, he could in theory defy it all year. Well, I don't know that that's the way you want to bet, but you know, that may be what the Cardinals have to do because, you know, I,
0: I yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like they're happy with the fifth starter uh, um, production they're getting out of him. And I think that they would love to see, Ponce become their Gant in the bullpen, yeah. but it's also one of those where those both come with pretty big question marks, yeah. you know, because we thought the natural progression would be Gantt back to the bullpen and, and be in as effective as he has the, the past couple of years. And, you know, I just don't know. If, I don't know if we're going to see that. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's an interesting situation. You know, they yeah. uh, here, I am guilty of this. I thought they had enough pitching that they didn't have to go get anybody and anybody they did get, make it a luxury and make it count. Right. You know, that's why the Odorizi thing was so interesting. It was like, the, as surprising as this would be, if they're building on a strength that makes me feel pretty good about it, which would have, you know, a move like that would be huge right now. You know, hindsight's always 2020, though.
1: Yeah, except for, is Odorizi back?
0: Well, I mean, I'm just is, saying, any, I know, any I know. sign You're of a start. Right. I know, I, no.
1: I agree with you. It's just the fact that we did talk about Odorizi and, you know. Yeah, I'm a, not trying. I'm not bringing
0: anybody else's name up as much as <laughs> I uh, hurt my boy Helsley last week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's the thing. I just I don't get it with with Helsley either. I mean, um okay, yeah, I would have reached a game back. He's made two starts, although his last one wasn't great. So yeah, yeah. Um that's a that's a tough you don't know. I mean that could work out, but um Helsley I just don't get quite, you know. I mean he's obviously there's times, I mean that game out in Arizona where he just, you know, got out of that jam and he can do that kind of stuff. But then there's nights where I don't know. He just is it, it, the controls not there, or he's not fooling anybody. And you know, a lot of times they get him out before the damage is too bad. But yeah, you know he's he's worn a few this year too.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it it's it's tough right now. I know that we're early June and there's a long way to go, but the strength that I thought would be a strength is really wavering right now. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: it's uh, and and you know, it's, I mean. The Cardinals could have done more in this offseason. We know that. We we talked about it, yeah. right? Get some sort of depth, get something not just stop with Arenado or do something before Arenado. who knows. But they didn't and now it's starting to to hurt them. So hopefully by the time we get together next week they'll have some sort of new picture on the on the on the staff because yeah. um you know, I I just like I said I like Johan Oviedo, but I think he's going to be really good in a couple of years. I don't know yeah. about right now.
0: Yeah, agreed, agreed. I'm a big fan of Oviedo, but it's it feels rushed at this point. Yeah, pretty much at so. a necessity, really.
1: Unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah. that's the case. So, um, anything else we've not talked about yet?
0: No, I don't think so. We'll I probably curse anybody. You know. Yeah.
1: Tonight, maybe we need to talk about how bad out Andrew Miller is so he can come in and strike out
0: the side. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to open to do, but you I know. did it. it wasn't very successful with that.
1: Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. That I am You're right. I mean, he only got, but he only got like what four innings or something in the minors. Um, so some of that was just, you know, they spaced him out, didn't work him too hard. Yeah. Um, but, um, it's also, yeah, I don't think there were any big rush to get him up here. And when the bullpen is struggling that much um, to not rush yeah. a veteran arm, it's a little it was, bit surprising. It right? was an
0: odd situation. Yeah. I mean, especially knowing the weight that he carries. Yeah. yeah I, I just thought the whole the whole deal was weird. Yeah.
1: But like you said, I think it's a situation where he was at least on board with all that
0: too. Because 100%. That's, yeah. that's what makes me think that there's probably a lot more to it. Yeah. Um, so...
1: Anyway, all right. Alan and I will be back with you next week. We'll probably record on Thursday. Um, it's an off day. So we'll horn in on the the Ben and, ben and Ben's territory and record on the off day as well. Um, hopefully we're talking about, like I said, hopefully the Cardinals can, can win this series now and uh, do well against the Indians. Having a couple of days off this week might help as well. I mean, this is a team that's, Yeah, this is their second straight or not second straight, but second, um, what, 17 game stretch already this season. And that's that's wearing in in the best of times when you're kind of struggling with who's going to do what it has to be even more. So,
0: yeah, and it's uh, it's the 10 game road trips are tough, especially the ones on the West Coast. You know, so we'll see how they recover
1: hopefully, hopefully well, so we yeah. we, we shall the see. two
0: days will be huge especially going into Wrigley yep. so.
1: yeah, and then that that cup series is gonna be that Friday is gonna be crazy. that will be yeah, a day game Wrigley they're opening back up the, the first team. one yeah yeah'll <laughs> yeah it'll yep. be, be kind of nuts for sure so but um anyway we'll uh we'll have to talk before then uh, next week and we will do so. so until then, that is Alan. I'm Daniel. Good night. Good night. Alisea, the second for one, the double play! What a double play by Ozzie Smith! Oh, mercy!